We're going to dedicate Enoch. You know, I mean, it's biblical, right? Genesis to Revelation. We're in Revelation, the bride's book. And Enoch is going to be dedicated. Look at him. He's a darling. You know what Enoch means? Dedicated. He walked with God and was not. Dedicated. Hatasha, she has immigrated from all the way, I guess originally from Congo. Then went to a refugee camp in Namibia. Then heard the message in a refugee camp. And got a hold of her heart. And now God led her all the way from <laughs> Namibia refugee camp to Cloverdale Bible Way. She landed in Richmond. And didn't even know this church was here. Looked on the internet and caught three or four buses to come to church. Now, everybody here, I want you to listen. Up to here. Don't be empty on Sunday night. This little lady, this sister, will go on three buses or four buses, Dave, all the way from Richmond with two little ones. I say, that's dedication. That's that's Enoch. Dedication. I should probably, probably preach on that. That'd be a good subject. <laughs> Enoch's dedication. Amen. We don't, we're not just having service. We're, ha- we're having church. And in church, when God moves, the supernatural happens. And God will move a sister that this body needs all the way from Africa to Cloverdale Bible Way. I say to God be the glory. We thank God for you, sister, and, and your dedication and, and your desire for the Word of God. What effort that takes with two little toddlers in hand. Dedicated. And I thought of the scripture, of course, in Matthew, where it says in Matthew 19, they brought little children that he should put his hands on them and pray. Remember, all, all they were hearing from the Pharisees and the Sadducees, what is of the devil? He's Beelzebub. But mothers caught the revelation. He's Messiah. And when you catch a, a revelation of this message of Messiah, you will do anything to be in church. Amen. And St. Mark 13. And they brought young children to him that he should touch them. That would be a wonderful thing. And, and now today, a prophet says, under her messenger... She will be the final voice to the final age. So I might be a poor representation of what he is, but I am him. She is him. And we, Lord willing, get into that. And that's what we need to catch this revelation of. So here is a mother desiring that Jesus take this little jewel. Dedicated to the Lord Jesus Christ this morning. And we will take her in our arms because there was a thirst for this living God to be a part of their lives. And I'm humbled this morning, Sister Tasha. I'm humbled that I can take little Enoch in my arms to dedicate him before the Lord. Amen. Will he come to me? You come to me, sweetheart? Oh, not so bad. I've had three boys, you know. Let's bow our heads. Lord, all life comes from you. And indeed I am and truly humbled to know that a mother would come from this far.
and want this child to be dedicated unto the Lord Jesus Christ. Little Enoch, whose name means dedicated. Lord, I pray that your hand be upon him, that no harm will come to him, that if time should tarry, he'd have a love for you, a love for your word, a love for this lovely Lord Jesus Christ. And this mother, as she stands here with her children, I pray your blessing upon her also. Lord, in the days and weeks to come, waiting for a husband to come all the way from Africa, I pray you'll make a way for him, Lord, supernaturally move on his behalf. Whatever you have to do, Lord, bless this family. Bless this little child that I cradle in my arms. And we dedicate him in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ for your kingdom and for your glory. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen, sweetheart. You don't know what we're doing, but you will one day. God bless you, sister. God bless you. God bless you, sweetheart. God bless you. Amen. What a lovely day it is to serve our God. Lovely day to serve our God. I have a couple of announcements to make, if you don't mind. I'd like to first of all welcome those on the internet. We don't say it often, but I would like to do that this morning. Those that have joined with us for years that we don't see and we sometimes hear from, of course, with emails and texts and appreciation for services and they've given of their love, they've given of their support and their financial giving. We thank them for that because that's what makes this church go forward. And Lord willing, next Sunday, Brother Tim will be giving a missions update and will be ministering uh, the Word of God. And, I, and, I, and that, this Word has to continue to go forth in its power and what it's come for to catch a bride. And so we want to welcome those this morning on the Internet. God bless you. Thank you for your faithfulness to us in this local assembly. And the local assembly says to the church outside, God bless you. Amen. Sometimes, saints, you don't understand how many hundreds and hundreds of people hear these services, not only today, but through the week and through the month. And we are humbled to know, think that, you know, we're, we're, we're just speaking what God puts on our hearts. And we just want to see the church of God move forward. So it's been announced next Friday night there will be a prayer meeting that is in preparation for our youth camp. And they had a, a meeting this Friday, Brother Michael Andes, Brother um, John Andes, Brother Michael Ray, different ones were there, the kitchen staff, everybody, I wasn't there. But in preparation for a camp, it takes great effort. And we appreciate everyone that puts their shoulder to the wheel, and you'll have a special camp. This year, it will be different. I trust the young people have put their um, registrations in. This year, um, you will have your camp on your Friday 14th, Saturday the 15th, and the 16th. You will have your one service on your Sunday morning. That is going to be this year different from all, I'd say, the last last few years because of the numbers of coming out to camp. The kitchen is not able to sustain or be able to do what we normally do is feed everybody. So the camp will be staying at camp. And they will be having their service. And Brother Andrew Spencer is the, our guest speaker. I spoke to Andrew this week and it was going to, and he's excited. And I said, listen, I said, your daddy was just here. We're expecting greater things. 
no pressure. No pressure. Of course, dad was on the phone at the same time. So I may be there listening this morning. But we're looking forward to Brother Andrew coming and ministering the word of God to us. So sad Sunday morning, Lord willing, I'll be speaking here uh, at the local church. Who, who's ever left? That's okay. I have gone to Scotland and preached to three. I have been different places in the world. Doesn't matter the numbers. I've preached to 20,000 or, or two or one. Doesn't matter. But whoever's here, I know Jesus is going to be here. So the church will be open that morning, Sunday morning, for those of the local assembly. So everybody got that? The camp will stay at camp this year, and those in the local church will have church here. So um, I think that'll be a different experience, but I think it'll be wonderful. You bring your lick of fire. I think we failed to announce Sister Amy and uh, Brother Sebastian. Dykstra, you've been hiding in the assembly. I've seen you in the camera in the, in my, in the office. Please stand. All the way from Belgium, we'd like to welcome them. God bless you. Nice to have you here. You come back again now, you hear? We've uh, appreciated you very much, Sebastian. Met you when you're here. Single now, you come over and you steal a bride from the States. How do you do that? That's why I don't send, I, I don't encourage our young people to go overseas. <laughs> I told my boys when they were growing up, I said, you look at your mother and you look around the church. You marry somebody like your mother here. <laughs> and by the grace of God, to God be the glory. <laughs> Amen. Hey, you talk about morning devotions. That's my morning devotions. Amen. We want to remember, keep on remembering Sister Rena Witt. She is having, uh, she's in the Royal Columbian Hospital, visiting her Sister Joanne the other day. She's, um, uh, needs circulation to come back to her one leg. And so, um, and her kidneys are, are getting stronger. So let's keep, just keep on praying for Sister Rena Witt, who means so much to us. Uh, we also like to remember our, my friend and our friend of the, of this church, our precious Ron Spencer. He is, uh, as he spoke to you, um, his need within his body. The doctors are doing their research, but I know my doctor is doing his research. I think I told Brother Ron when I was texting him this week, I said the services that you spoke were not only profound, but prophetic. And he started with the service. Remember, David encouraged himself. Took courage. Next, take it back. Last service. Naaman was a leper. Doesn't matter what sickness comes, we are healed. Amen. Amen. So we want to hold our precious brother and friend up this week. They're going to be doing more tests next week. We just know God can dissolve them all. Just dissolve it all. Brother Murphy gave a testimony to me. I was away while he gave it to you about uh, Sister Cherry's. I think that was Sister Cherry's mom who had those gross in her lungs. And they just wanted to keep on testing. And she didn't. She had to went home and she kept on. She thought, well, I got to do something. She wanted to translate the message. She started translating the message. And as she went back the next week, those tumors got smaller and smaller. And the next week, smaller Hallelujah. And they'll totally healed. That's my God. And that's the God that our brother Ron Spencer has preached. And we believe with him. 
and that God will continue to do his healing work. Amen. We love the church. We love who God adds to the church. We have a brother that has come here, Brother Jean uh, Luzinga. Did I say that right, Jean? Where, where are you, Brother Jean? Somebody said you're... Here we are. All the way from, I believe, uh, Montreal has come to be with us. God bless you, and we welcome you in the name of Jesus Christ. God bless you. Also, I think they're going to have a picture up. If, you, if you, we don't get them saved one way or another, the Lord's going to add to the church through babies. Joel Alexander Adamora. <laughs> Sarah and Victor is doing well. Born February the 1st. At 12.10 p.m., 8 pounds, 9 ounces for those that take special notes. Mommy and daddy and baby are doing well. Praise the Lord. Amen. Amen. Well, we've come now to hear the word of God. And um, we've got a, a lot of what they say, hay on our fork. To me, the word of God that has come in this generation it becomes more profound as time goes on. It's more profound today than it was when it first came in the 60s and the 50s and the 40s. I believe that God sent a message for a people, for a catching away. And this bride has to realize who she is. So I'm going to be preaching on blessed part two, if you wouldn't mind rising to your feet. I'd like to look at a scripture, a very familiar scripture. Brother Brandon makes reference to it, John chapter 4. He makes reference to it over 700 times. John chapter 4. Can you imagine? Can you imagine now a prophet taking a scripture over 700 times? I say, is that important? I would indeed believe as the angel of the Lord referenced to this scripture also so many times to him and him repeating it means more to me than it did last week even. John chapter 4. We see here in verse 4. He had left his disciples now and he must needs go through Samaria. Then cometh he to a city of Samaria, which is called Sychar, near to the parcel of ground that Jacob gave to his son Joseph. Now, Jacob's well was there, and Jesus, therefore, being wearied with his journey, sat thus on the well, and it was about the 6,000 years, or the sixth hour. There came a woman of Samaria to draw water. Jesus said unto her, give me to drink. For his disciples were gone away unto the city to buy meat. Then said the woman of Samaria unto him, how is it that thou being a Jew asketh drink of me, which am a woman of Samaria? For the Jews have no dealing with the Samaritans. 
Jesus answered and said unto her, If thou knewest the gift of God, and who it is that saith to thee, Give me to drink, thou wouldest have asked of him, and he would have given thee living water. And the woman said unto him, Sir, thou hast nothing to draw with. She's still not getting it. Thou hast nothing to draw with. And the well is deep. From whence then hast thou that living water? Art thou greater than our father Jacob, which gave us the well and drank thereof himself and his children and his cattle? And Jesus answered and said unto her, Whosoever drinketh of this water shall thirst again. But whosoever drinketh of the water that I shall give him shall never thirst. But the water that I give him shall be in him a well of water springing up into everlasting life. And she said unto him, Sir, give me this water. I want you to say, Lord... Give me this water. Sir, give me this water that I thirst not, neither come hither to draw. And Jesus said unto her, Go call thy husband and come hither. And the woman answered and said, I have no husband. Jesus said unto her, Thou hast said well, said, I have no, I hast well said, I have no husband. For thou hast had five husbands. And he whom thou hast is not thy husband in that thou in that sayest thou truly the woman said unto him sir i perceive thou art a prophet our fathers worshiped in the mountains and ye say that in jerusalem is the place where we ought to worship jesus said unto her woman believe me the hour cometh when you shall neither in this mountain nor yet at jerusalem worship the father Ye worship ye not what? We know what we worship. For salvation is of the Jews. The hour cometh and now is. When the true worshiper shall worship the Father. In spirit and in truth. For the Father seeketh such to worship him. God is a spirit. And they that worship him. Must worship him in spirit and in truth. I want you to take a look at that. God is what? God is spirit. God is spirit. And they that worship him must worship him in spirit and in truth. Do you want to worship the Lord this morning? Are you a true worshiper? Then we must worship him in spirit, in spirit and in truth. I don't want you just to sit there. I want you to worship him in spirit and in truth. That's what Jesus said. The woman said unto him, I know that when the Messiah cometh, which is called Christ, when he is come, he will tell us all things. Jesus said unto her, I that speak unto thee am he. May God add his blessing to the reading of his word. You may have your seats. Powerful. Powerful scripture. We read over it probably many times, maybe very quickly. Because of the repetitiveness of hearing it through the prophet, maybe. But really not really drilling down and taking a look at what really is being said here. And seeing what how God actually works. 
Brother Bram so often said, if we want to take a common scripture, Hebrews 13, 8, that Jesus Christ is the same yesterday, today, and forever. So there had to be something in this little woman. There had to be something in her that was predestinated in her, that was given to her by God so that she could actually thirst for a living God. And so often then Brother Branham takes a scripture out of Psalms deep, calleth to the deep. Can you imagine what she had to go through? Five husbands plus one. Sad story. And Brother Bram said at one time she was a young teenager. So you want to talk about heartache and hurt? You say, well, Brother Tom, you don't know my life and what I was brought up like. Let's let's just drill a little bit. You've had a picnic to this woman. You don't know the abuse she went through, the hurt she went through, what she was called, how she was treated. I don't believe that there's any person in this church that's been treated like her. But there was something in her. That you couldn't put there. I couldn't put there. But God knew it was there. It was his elected seed. There she was in her condition. I'm looking at Sister Debbie. Debbie, I wish I would have had a picture as you gave your testimony to Joanne and I when you first came in. Goth? Stand up, Sister Debbie. I want to tell you. I want to. Here's the bride on display. Turn around. Turn around. Here's a bride on display. I don't mean to embarrass you at all, but to God be the glory. You can have your seat. Could you imagine her, a goth? That's dark. Listen, goth in the world is dark. But light came. I want you to rejoice. Light came. Not a Baptist doctrine, a Pentecostal doctrine, but light came. And light changed darkness into light. I want to look around the room. I want you to experience yourself. You were in darkness. You were dead while you were living. But the resurrection came by your way. Listen, young fellas. Listen, I, 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 you know, I, I got so many quotes here. I've got so much behind me. I got uh, 1,100 and some odd tapes. I've got so many times. Brother Bram said, open your mouth. Give him praise. He is worthy of it. Yep. A lot of these preachers, they want you to say amen. What is that to say, Brother Andy's? That means sick him, doesn't it? How many enjoyed Brother Andy's on Wednesday night? We all enjoyed you, Brother Andy's. It's the word, living in the body, feeding the sheep through many vessels. Wonderful, wonderful gospel. Today they call it Super Bowl 54. Listen, I don't want none of you running to some pub looking at some television wondering who's going to win, Chiefs or the 49ers. Let me tell you something. Who cares? Ask Kobe Bryant whether he cares. Come on, let's get it down to reality. Ask who cares. 
Yep, I'm looking at you, fellas. I'm looking at you. There's going to be a lot of crazy people. They said last year over 114 million people watched the Super Bowl. That's 114 million people watch the Super Bowl. But I want to tell you, you're in the Super Bowl. And I tell you, this is not Super Bowl 54. According to the Jewish calendar, this is Super Bowl 5781. Is that true? Satan came into the garden, but then God came down. And let me tell you, there is not, you know, the 49ers got it, you know, two seasons or, you know, I, I mean, Green Bay Packers, I think was my dad's favorite team of all team, Green Bay Packers. Who cares? Minnesota Vikings, I remember that one. Who cares? Who cares? Where are all those guys when I was 10 years old? They're all dead. They're all dead. But every believer that believed the word, they're in heaven. They're in heaven. And that's what the gospel's about. It's not telling you a story or trying to explain things to you. It's an experience. It's a thirsting. It's a longing for a living God. And a living God came down in this generation. When now the churches were going in their formalities. In their creeds and doctrines. Then Jesus came. Look what he did for you, Bev. You and Brother John at some Pentecostal Bible college. Huh? Can you imagine? Why don't you stand up? We might as well tell everybody who we are. Two Bible college students. But then Jesus, the word came by their way. And God got a hold of their lives. And they're still here. Glory. Glory. Why a Pentecostal college couldn't fulfill or satisfy the first, but the opening of the word, you'll never thirst again. Out of your bellies shall flow rivers of living water. People say, how do I testify? Get saved. That's how you'll testify. Get saved, Nathan. I'm not saying you're not saved. I'm just making an explanation. Get saved and out of your belly shall flow rivers of living water. You'll be in that sign slab taken away and there'll be a a lab partner right beside you. Say, you know what? You need Jesus. That will fry your school. Don't you worry. How many have witnessed on your job? How many witnessed on your job? Don't be ashamed. I have. I have. You have to excuse my little limp here. Devil's eye trying to hurt me. But let me just tell you something. Let me tell you something. I told I had this man, his name, he was a Nazarene. His name was James, Jim. And Jim, he used to come to me and say, you know, you need, you need God. Well, I, of course I needed God. I was a reprobate. I was a wild guy. He says, you need God. I said, I'll tell you what, Jim. When I find it, I'll let you know. He was a Nazarene. I said, you're the most miserable Christian I've ever seen in my life. Whatever you got, I do not want. But when I get it, when you get it, out of your belly 
shall flow living water. Hallelujah. And it wasn't me finding God. It was Messiah finding me. It wasn't Ken and Linda. It was Messiah in Ken and Linda. Hallelujah. Sister Jana, I can remember the night you got saved. I got the tape, by the way. I got your tape because I preached on opportunities lost. Don't lose your opportunity. And Sister Jana, she got saved that night. And we've never been sorry, have we, Sister Jana? Amen. You're looking around at supernatural events. <laughs> you know, people say, oh, I just go to church. No, you're going to church. You're seeing the power of God as you heard on Sunday, Sunday Wednesday night. The keeping power of God. It's the keeping power. It's a holding power. It's a delivering power. Hallelujah. So now we find blessed are they that hunger and thirst after righteousness. So they won't be filled. Is that what your Bible says? What does it say? You what? Shall be filled. Repent. And be baptized every one of you. In the name of the Lord Jesus Christ. And you shall receive. Not might shall. Will. Receive the Holy Ghost. If you truly repent. Blessed. As we took last week. Marcaeus. Blessed. Is because you live. You are blessed. Because you come from another world. You're not born of Satan's Eden. You're born of heaven. You can say, I've come from God and I'm going back to God. That's what blessed means. Remember, I told you last week, when Jesus is speaking, he's not speaking to serpent seed. He told serpent seed who they were. He turned to the Pharisees and the Sadducees. What did he say to them? You are of the father, the devil. And the works he did, you're going to do. And they did. He was a murderer in the beginning and they crucified the son of God. But blessed are they that hunger and thirst after righteousness. Why? You live in another world. Now listen, I'm going to try and get into this. I hope we can. Are you listening? Everybody. Everybody up there. Brother Neil, I'm watching you. God bless you. I'm looking at you. You know I'm a preacher that looks at you. I preach with a brother that looks at the, he looks at the um, lights when he preaches. And I told him, I said, Brother George. I said, the people want to look at you. He says, no, I don't want to look at the people. I don't want to see the reaction. <laughs> that was Brother George. That was, now, Brother Tom says, he likes to take a look at you. He likes to look at you. Because you're blessed. You're a blessed people. And I want you to rejoice because you're a blessed people. Listen, I can't stand to think that 120 million people are going to blow their horns, act ridiculous. You know it. In their stadium, because of some stupid pigskin. And you've got the living word. You've got it, not on this here, but in here. 
pigskin. Pigskin. It's like somebody said, I think even Brother Bram said at one place, pop it and see how much their God is. Huh? They can't play with pop. There goes their God. Pop the basketball. Pop the soccer ball. Oh, sorry, England. Pop the... Can't pop a golf ball. <laughs> but we're blessed. Are you listening now? Everybody listening? We're blessed. Everybody listening? Because we live in a world above worry. I want everybody to say amen. I live in another world. I don't worry no more. I pass from death unto life. Say praise our God. You're living in a world above worry. My God can meet every need that you have. Hallelujah. Sister Rachel, arthritis is nothing to our God. It's like I said a couple of weeks ago, that little Indian sister, so arthritic, she had broomsticks walking. But she said as soon as she got to the prophet, she hands him the broomsticks and walks on with God. We have to walk in the vision. That word is to encourage us. Faith cometh by hearing and hearing what? The word of God. That's why he says in the days of the voice of the seventh angel, when he shall begin to sound. It's the days of the voice. Hear his voice. Amen. You're blessed, part two. You're blessed, Nathan. You're blessed. You know why? You live in a world above worry. Worried about what the next day is going to bring. Don't worry about it. Who knows what the next day will be? We might not live for the next day. We might get raptured in five minutes. You're worried about whether your business is going to be success. Forget about it. Bible says be fervent in business. I would that you would prosper even as your soul prospers. Trust the word. It's not you, it's God. You're getting me all excited. You're blessed because you live above worries. Can you imagine living in that realm? You're worried about a lot of things. Especially now. Everything's worried. You know, if you don't have enough, there'll be another envelope in your mailbox that'll make you worry. Uh huh. Yeah. They'll either tell you your price of your house went up, or your price of your house went down. Or your taxes went up, or your taxes go down. You might even have a pink slip. Anybody know what a pink slip is? Or they, they, they still give those things out? No? They just tell you leave. In the dark old ages, they used to give you a pink slip. Once you got the pink slip, you're gone. No more job. Who cares? We had one brother that had 20, I think 20 some odd jobs sitting in this church. Took me out, he took me out for lunch. He said, Brother Tom, there's gotta be something wrong with me. I said, what's wrong with you? He said, I've had 20 jobs. Every job I go to, they tell me, they tell me I'm the best worker they've ever had. He says, two weeks later, my pink slip. Next day, he's got a job. They tell him, you're the best worker. Last the week, here's your pink slip. 
After 20 jobs, I think you get a complex. And if it's not 20, I don't want to over-exaggerate, and I want to look at the brother so he won't know, he knows what I'm talking about. So he meets me at lunch, and he says, Brother Thomas, there's something wrong with me. I said, nothing. Nothing at all. We sing the song. Nothing is impossible. Huh? He said, something wrong with me? I said, nope. He said, what are you talking about? I've had 20 jobs. I said, do you pay your rent? Yep. Do you have food on your table? Yep. Do you have any, any, any big bills? Nope. I said, then God's been taking care of you, right? He said, he'll supply your needs, not your wants. Correct? That's correct. I said, the footsteps of the righteous are ordered of the Lord. I said, God is giving you a job until you get to the right one. And when he got to the right one, the brother gets saved. His wife gets saved. Say, there's nothing to worry about. We live in a world blessed. I want you to say out from the depths of your soul, I'm blessed. I'm blessed. Not because the preacher says so, because the Bible says so. You read that Bible as a personal love letter to you. Blessed are they that hunger and thirst after righteousness, for they shall be filled. Why? Because of that, Marcarius, is that you're living in another world above the cares of this world. Advertisement. Advertising. I don't believe anybody in here is in that art of ever as a job as advertising. But in advertising, and when I was in university, I took a course in psychology on business psychology. And the psychology of even setting up certain items in the position, in the shelving, and the placing of items influences the buyer. That's true. Because they want to sell the product. And so then the different suppliers pay for certain positions. They pay for a spot. Is that, am I correct, Mike? Do they still do that? I'm going back now a long time ago. Because they want their item before the public. Because they want you to care enough to buy it. But we live above the cares of this world. It will show you this in their advertisement. They'll show you that. They'll show you things you'll, you don't even know you know you want. It's like when my mom every year, hey, this is not too long ago, and there used to be a Sears catalog show up at Christmas time. Huh? And it used to be that thick. And my mom, we lived in Chilliwack and we used to go through a, the Sears catalog because you could order something. And then I got into the toy section and I was seeing toys I didn't even know I wanted. Huh? I didn't even know I wanted, but as soon as you see it, that lust of the eyes get on you. Man, I, I wanted this certain gun. Dad, it's gotta be this gun or dad, it's gotta be this fire engine. I saw this fire engine. Man, I thought I would just have gone to heaven if I had this fire engine. I got a dump truck. Huh? 
But we, you know, and then as we get older, you know, we, uh, we're newlyweds. Ooh. I got about four or five weddings coming up, you know. We gotta have this, we gotta have that. We gotta have this, we gotta have that. You gotta have nothing. You need a bed and a table. Whew, that one went over real well. How about a piece into these two brothers, okay? Oh, baby, we gotta have a new table. No, when Joanne and I got married, you know what my table was? It was from the damaged place in Langley. Are you kidding me? Yeah, I went to damaged goods. It was a maple thing, folded up leaves. That was my table. And I guess what I did, Caleb? I sanded it. I painted it. Did it work? Are we still married, honey? <laughs> oh, God, I have everything new. You know what kind of pressure that puts on a husband? How about we got a credit card? Watch those silly credit cards. If you can pay out of pocket, I'm just now be like a father to them. Pay it out of your pocket. Don't put it on your credit card. Yeah, wow. That's a whole new concept now. You know, children are used. Dad, can I have your debit card? <laughs> I'm just going out with the boys. I said to Joel, I said, you had a, you had a cupboard full of shirts and I had about this much. You do anything for your children. But it brings us above. That's before he got saved, by the way. Thank you, Joel. <laughs> we talked about it the other day. But then he got married. <laughs> now he's got one shirt. <laughs> <laughs> Kids got shirts, but daddies only have one now. Or maybe one in the wash and one now wearing, right? But because of our whole blessedness of the word coming to us, it lifts us above. Come on. Above the cares of this world. And caring for another world. Call future home. Call a new body. Amen. It'll take that cloud of despair off the, the new daddies or husbands. I gotta do this, I gotta get that, you gotta get nothing. Be content. Godliness. Oh, you know the scripture. I wonder if the young people know it. Parents do. So then let's live above that. For you're blessed. You're a blessed people. Blessed. Now the deeper part of that blessed is we'll now go on to part two. The blessed part is because of the indwelling of God. That's why Jesus said blessed are the poor in heart. Blessed are the meek. Because that is what is in the seed. And whenever you go through those beatitudes, don't look at it as one line for this person, one line for this. It's a rung of experience within your own life. Blessed are the meek, for they shall what? Inherit God. They inherit the kingdom of God. Huh? Who's going to inherit the kingdom of God? Who? So, blessed are the... <laughs> 
I won't get into temper or anything like that. Because the meekness is not the meekness of attitude of timidity. And yet it does have that meaning. But the meekness is the ability to hear the word. And that's why the Bible says Moses was the meekest man. Is because he was a prophet. And when God gave him the word, he accepted the word. You got that? So you blessed are the meek because you have received the word. And by receiving the word, you shall inherit the kingdom of God. Blessed are the pure in heart, for they shall see God. Look at that. That's why Zacchaeus saw Jesus. Because Zacchaeus means pure. You know that. And because now, here was Zacchaeus named rightly in a sycamore tree, looking to say, I wonder who this is. But Jesus knew, as Brother Bram said, he was going to climb a sycamore tree at the intersection or junction, Brother John, or crossroads. Of hallelujah and amen boulevard. Blessed are the pure in heart. He's up in the tree. All of a sudden the son of man says, the son of man came to seek and to save that which is lost. Blessed. Because of the seed in him. He came to redeem his seed. Hallelujah, Roy. Came. To a vacuum cleaner distributor at the corner of Hallelujah and Amen Boulevard in the vessel called Ernie Villanueva. Huh? And Milkovich. Think about it. How God uses his people. It's God in man again. Don't belittle the God in you. Are are, are we getting headway here? You're still with me. So blessed. Because of the indwelling of God. You couldn't even see God. Unless that is in you to see. Look, 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 Look at Cain. Just do as your brother and you'll do well. But sin lieth at the door. If he would have just done what Abel did and offered up a lamb, he would have done fine. But it's not in them. They're not meek enough to hear the word and be obedient to it. We don't use the word for our benefit. I got two rights and two amens. We do not use the word. We do not use this church, as Brother Andy said, to sell a product. As he said, we've had our pyramid schemes. We've had our insurance salesmen. Did you come to church for the word or come to sell policy? Are everybody listening to me? We do not come to church to use one another. To shear them. To abuse them. We come to church to encourage one another. And the church of God said. Amen. Amen. Men have come within this church. And have abused our people. 
Listen, let me tell you something about business. You leave business out of this church. Is everybody listening to me? You listen real closely now. If any brother comes to you asking for funds to invest in their business, you say, I heard a minister preach one Sunday morning and said, stay away from that. I did not come to church for that. I came to church for the word. Does everybody understand that? I'm looking at you. Aiden, I'm that kind of preacher. I'm seeing you way back there. God bless you. I hope you're enjoying our weather. We got a sunny day for you out there today. Yes, Michelle. Yeah, we got it. Praise the Lord. I thought the deluge would take you back to South Africa. You know, it's, it's incredible. It's incredible what this church has been built on. This church has been built on, thus saith the Lord. Amen. God tells a man from Toronto, go back west. Lands in Cloverdale. Starts a church. It's not a man. It's God in a man. And because of that vision, you and I are here this morning. Say amen. We're blessed because of that vision. We're here because of that vision. And this vision, saints, and I don't need to take a missions statement away from Brother Tim. But this vision has always been missions. From day one, when I started working in the office in 1975, crippled, had 19 casts, sat in a chair making tapes that went all over the world because your pastor saw churches did not have the word. Young couples, single couples, single people, duplicating tapes, working till all hours of the morning, mailing them to Singapore in boxes. And I, I got a report from New Zealand or what's that uh, believer's report or something from New Zealand this morning. Newsletter and seeing how India is multiplying and the brothers are working in Burma, seeing the message go out. Saints, it's because of the word. One man can't do it, so God raises up men. But it takes a man with a vision. So Jesus had needs to come by Samaria to get a particular woman who dropped her water pot and had another testimony. She had another testimony. I found him. Messiah's come. The one that was prophesied. Like unto Moses is here. Do you think that they called her in good names again? But she had a different testimony, Margaret. She had a better testimony. The sins I used to do, I do them no more. I'm following the word and I'm blessed. I'm blessed. I am blessed. I'm blessed. Because I live in another world above worries. I live in another world above the cares. And I live in a world where the seed of God dwells within me. People come and people go. It does not matter. Who said there's going to be a lot? Straight is the way. Narrow is the way. And few that there be that find it. People come for society. We have a nice society called the church society. 
People come for various reasons. Huh? Oh, there's nice young people for my children to be raised up with. But that is not a reason why you come to church. You come to church because the word of God has been revelated to you. And this is where God has raised you up. To feed off the body word of the son of man. Amen. Gonna preach it anyhow. I've got, I've got this far here. You're pulling too good. So first Peter five and seven says, don't need to turn. We'll try and save some time. We got it. Brother John Andy's ministering this evening. Casting all your cares. Remember, you're living in a world above the cares of this world. So the, so scripture has to mesh. It can't be just one lone scripture. You've got to have scripture tie up with scripture. It's a weave. It's a, it's a robe. It's Christ. And so now Peter says in, in 1 Peter 5 and 7, casting all your care. <laughs> On who? Him. Who's him? Jesus. Messiah. Cast all your cares on him. For he cares for you. Isn't that interesting? There's two word cares there. Cast all your cares on him. For he careth for you. There's two cares. You think the cares are the same? Well, maybe at your home study you can take a look at it. But let me help you. Care. It's noteworthy, as as Vines would say... It's noteworthy in the Greek to understand that there's two cares. One care is different from the other care. Cast all your cares on him for he cares for you. So obviously there has to be two different meanings or it'd be weird. Cast all your cares and worry and anxiety on him because he has worry and anxiety. EBA wouldn't make sense, would it? His care is a way different care than our care. Live above the cares of this world. Cast all your care on him. Here was another interpretation. Casting the whole of your care and anxiety, all your worries, all your concerns, once and for all. Okay, this is the service. This is the service of no more worries. Do I have a hundred percent? Come on. hundred percent. I don't care about your children. I don't care about your parents. I don't care about nothing. God gave us a promise. I'm not worried. He's just going to do it. I believe in a token message. He said it's the token hour. It's the time for a token age. There's where my care falls on. Not my ability to try and get my children saved. God will save my children. So why did they, how come they got it and I don't? It's because they did whatever they did to encourage you to do what to do. Believe. So now it says, are you listening now? I'm trying to get down to the fifth line of the verse, of the whole thing. Casting the whole of your care. 
for casting all of your anxieties. I won't look at anybody when I read it. Okay? So you cast all your care. You cast all your anxiety. You cast all your concerns. Wow. 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 Okay. Care, anxieties, worries. Now, I, I'm, I believe now in the church. Blessed are the meek. Blessed. Part two. Blessed. Because you can receive the word of God. No more worries. I know some of you are looking at me like, mm-hmm. you don't know my situation. No, I know my God. No more cares. No more anxieties. That's what we're talking. We're diving into what it means. Casting all your care. Your worries. Your anxieties. Your concerns on him. Casting those cares on him. Once and for all. Now, I'm not going to ask you to raise your hand. But I know the Holy Ghost feeds off the word. Okay? You, there's no way you survive coming to church just Wednesday and Sunday. No, the Holy Ghost feeds on the Bible. Right? So I know you've read 1 John 5, 7 before. Uh-huh. I do. Casting all your cares on Him. Never to worry again. Once and for all. Wow. Wow, wow. 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 But my child is sick. My God can heal your child. My wife is in need. My God can meet that need. Cast all your cares. Cast all your anxieties on him. All of it. Once and for all. My. It's rich. For he cares for you. It's a different care. He affectionately, he affectionately cares about you. This care that Jesus is, is he's not wearied by your, you can be wearied by anxieties and your problems and your situations. But the care that God gives is shepherd care. Is shepherd care. He's watching over you. He's taking care of you. He's lifting you in his arms. Hallelujah. The care will never wear him out. But your worry or care will wear you out. How many have gone up to you? How you doing, brother? Oh, my goodness. It's wearing me out. My problems. But not after today. Mm-mm. No more. No more. Once and for all, you've cast all your cares on him. Oh, my. Casting all your care on him. Why? Because it is God in your midst. Oh my. Why can you cast all your cares on him? Because it's God that's come by your well. (laughs) Can I say it another way? It's Messiah. Messiah. Well, we're going to get into it. Brother Bram said, we've got Messiah. Come on, listen, listen, listen. Football 54 ain't better than this church. 
Super Bowl 54 is not better than this church. There should be a little bit more amens to your amens. God is in your midst. That's what the psalm says. Don't you have body, spirit, soul in your midst? In you is God. If God is in you, cast your care on Him. I've been around here for 40 years. I'll tell you when I'll care and when I won't care. Yeah, well, with that attitude, you're going to have a whole wearing of thin worries. It'll wear you really thin. I don't care how long you live. If you get saved this morning and catch this revelation right now. Remember that sister that came up to Brother Brown? She, she says, sister, he said, if you don't mind asking me your age, how old are you? Well, she said, Brother Brown, she said, I'm about 70 something years old. He says, well, you don't look a day over 50. She said, Brother Brown, I learned a secret when I was a little girl. When I gave him my life, I never worried another moment. No, <laughs> those are nuggets laying in the message for us. I used to be called, you know, I know somebody, Joel always used to say, Dad, I've never known you but with, with white hair. So Darren, thanks, Darren, you made me feel so wonderful, sent me a wedding picture because I married Brother Darren, Sister Roxanne, and here Joanne and I are there, and here I am, platinum. I use the word platinum because there still was a little bit of blonde in there. Right, Darren? There's still a little blonde in there. Platinum. He says, I've never known you, but white hair. So every time I walked, I used to get seniors discount <laughs> when I was in my 40s. And I would say, look at the face. Look at the face. <laughs> don't look at the hair. Look at the face. Now I say, don't look at me. Have to lighten it up a bit, don't we? Sorry. Care is noteworthy, as Vines would say, or the Greek would say. It's very noteworthy. Because we do worry too much. We have too much anxiety. Because the pressure, pressure, pressure of Laodicea, pressure. But you have to understand a greater pressure's in you than the pressure Satan can put on you. Because it's God in your midst. Many are the afflictions of the righteous, but the Lord delivers him out of them. Can, can I hear that again? Many are your afflictions. But the Lord will deliver you out of them. All. All. So why worry? (laughs) What's there to worry about? Say, I'm going through a trial. Don't worry about it. God's going to get you through the trial. God is going to intercept your problem. Many are the afflictions of the righteous, but the Lord himself 
will deliver you out of them all. We know all things work to the good. With us. The Lord our God is our help. And he fights our battles. The Lord your God is in your midst. And he, Danny, is the mighty one. I was, how old are you, Danny? Did I ask you this last week? No, how old are you? 21. I'm going to stand beside him. Stand up, Danny. Look at it. Look, turn around. You look so, look at him. That's what I look like at 21. (laughs) That's when I got saved. I was saved at 21. 21. I've gone through a lost wife. I've gone through an accident in the hospital that left me there seven months. I've had my ins. I've had my outs, my ups, and my downs. I know what I'm talking about. The Lord delivers you out of them all. You're not looking at a hypothesis. You're not looking at somebody that learned it in a back room. You're looking at a man that will walk with God. Doesn't matter what go, what you go through. He will be there. He will be there. Do not put your trust in yourself. Put your trust in Almighty God. Blessed are the meek, for they shall inherit the kingdom of God. Upon him. Cast your care on him, Danny. On him. The mighty God. On him that can do anything. On him that delivered Israel out of Egypt. On him that met Joshua at the walls of Jericho. And him who was the fourth man in the fire. Come on. Come on. That God is in you. I'm not talking about a Sunday school, Nathaniel. I'm not talking about learning this message. I'm talking about knowing this message. I'm talking about when I was Danny's age, going home at night, having a shower after work, getting on my knees, praying, reading a message, and then about 7.30 I'd say, who can I go over and bless? Ministering to the body. Oh, hmm. I'm sorry, I'm getting way too personal this morning. Way too personal. Wake up. Nudge your neighbor. Wake up. Last night is not no more important than right now. You children, you you pay attention. Because you're going to need this. You're seeing Russia do its move. You're seeing the Palestinians doing its move. You're seeing Israel in the newspaper. You're seeing the destruction of America through politics. Remember, Brother Branham said he prophesied. 1956. America, you missed your day. And you wonder why Congress goes through what it's going through. Senate goes what it's going through. Elections, you don't care. You're living in a world. Above this world. I'm thirsting for the things of the world. They've taken wings. Long ago I gave them up and instantly 
Do we know that old song? Sure we do. Wow. An hour goes by fast. I got one. Roy, you stay and I'll preach the rest of the message to you. Everybody else is going, no, Tom, don't do it. Why, Brother Bram says in the message, a greater than Solomon is here. Why would he preach that? Why would a man preach that? Or Roberts never preached it. Mm-hmm. Billy Graham? Could he say that? Brother Bram said he ran from the challenge. He called him a Saul, actually. He ran away from a Mohammed challenge. So I'll bring a sick person, you heal him. Brother Ram said, if he couldn't do it, call me. Come on, there's only one Moses. I got in the message first. Brother Ram said, there's only one Moses. Come on, there's only one Joshua. But there was a people that believed what they said. I'm not Brother Branham. You're not Brother Branham. Nobody's Brother Branham. Brother Branham, Brother Branham. But we believe. What he said. And if we say what he said. Hallelujah. Blessed are you for your encounter with Messiah. Come on, Jake. I want to hear an amen out of the balcony. You got Kim in front of you. Should be two amens up there. Blessed are you. For you had an encounter with Messiah. Changed your life. You dropped your water pot. You dropped your style of living. You don't have to come when the other women are now not there. You can hold your head up high. You know in whom you have believed. I've had my encounter with Messiah. And a greater than Solomon is here. And Brother Brown said, now that little woman at the well. Come on, Jerry. You're the woman. I know you know that. I'm just trying to help us together. We're, we're in a living room together. It just happens to be a lot of people in our living room. Greater than Solomon. And Brother Branham said, there were those thousands that never believed who he was. Thousands. He says thousands of people around. Walking through city after city. Not believing who he was. Get on the internet. There's thousands. Huh? Oh, we used to walk with the message. What does that mean? What does that mean? It doesn't mean nothing. I've been 35 years in the message. If you've been 35 years in this revelation, you cannot be moved. You've been associated with it, but you've never been in it. Because you're in it, you're in Him. And in Him, you cannot be moved. Amen. People say they're 35, they're not, they're 35 years old. You mean you're a baby and you got revelated? Is this Catholic? Get baptized when you're a baby and you're in the message? Really? You're in at Christ when you're born again. 
when you're born again. And when you're born again by the incorruptible seed of God, there's no gates of hell will prevail against your revelation. And that's what you need to encourage your children. Son, you need a revelation. Don't learn the message. Don't be around the message. Get in the message. Get saved. Get filled with the Holy Ghost. The only very fact that you can get saved is you'll be blessed. Because God only saves His own. A greater than Solomon is here. Messiah comes by the woman at the well. She recognized it. Because why, Brother Ramsam, future home? Why, Sharon? You've read future home, I'm sure. The priest, he never saw it because he learned about God. Right? The priest learned about God. People have learned about this message. Preachers, I'm not going to preach this anymore. They just learned this message. You try and get the message out of him. You might as well put a gun to his head. We cannot deny what we are. We can't. We can't. You come in here with an MK47. I don't care what it is. If you don't believe, get out. If you believe, stay. I wonder how many of us would stay. I'll just say, make sure you get a good spot. I had one fellow come to me and said, my dad's coming down to kill you this morning. He wanted to meet me in my office. I said, really? He said, yep. He wants to kill you because I got saved and my brother got saved. I said, you got to be kidding. And I, 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 you know, I just said that way. You got to be kidding. He says, I'm serious. He says, he's going to shoot you. He's mad at you. I said, it's okay. I said, you know what? Just tell him, don't maim me. I hate pain. Get me in a good spot. He says, you, you, you don't, you think this is funny? I said, listen, no man can take my life until God's finished with me. And when he's finished with me, praise the Lord. I'm going to have a wonderful time. So now Messiah comes by the well. And she recognizes it because she has the seed. Blessed seed. Of representation. Hallelujah. Blessed representation. She recognized it. Why? There was a seed of God laying in there. Ready to come alive. Maybe there's an unsaved person this morning saying, how did I land in this church? Maybe the Holy Ghost himself, the Lord Jesus Christ is here to ignite that seed in you. Because without that seed, there is no life. Abraham said she's got that seed way down in her, Louise. Way down in her. Huh? Did you just, did you think you just came here because mom and dad got saved or something? 
You just born in this thing? No. You got saved because God dealt with you. God spoke to you. God ignited you. God came to your well and gave you different water to drink from. And out of your belly shall flow rivers of living water. I don't come because of association. I come because I met Jesus. We have representation. She says, I know. Who told her? I know when the Messiah comes. He can do these things. And then she says to him, who are you? You can ask me this morning, who are you? You Look around the room. Who are you? Good question. We know when the Messiah comes, he's going to do these things. And by the way, who are you? He said, I that speak to thee am he. She didn't continue filling her water pot. Cranking. Fell in. Nope. She said, well, that's nice. It's just another Sunday morning service. That's nice. Uh-uh. She dropped her water pot. Well, Kina, wah, dropped it. And she started to run into a different life. She walked differently because she met him. She asked differently because she met him. She spoke differently because she met him. Come see a man. Come see a message. Come see Christ. Why? Brother Bram said, she had that predestinated seed in her, Sister Violet, who sat across from me at Bible Way House. Who had tears coming down her cheek and her hands lifted up. And I'm nothing but a long-haired guy walking into a room and looking at her and going, this is real. This ain't church. This is real. Whatever they got, that's what I want. That's the atmosphere I want for us, saints of God. Whatever we've got, let's be salty. That somebody else wants to thirst from your well. From out of your bellies shall flow rivers of living water. Don't need to turn. Psalms 84 and 2. What did David say? My soul longeth. Even fainteth. For the courts of the Lord. My heart and my flesh crieth out. For what? The living God. That's what we're crying out for. That's what we're thirsting for. We're not just looking for God. We're looking for the living God. Hindus have a lot of gods. But there's only one living God. David says in Psalms 42 and 2. My soul thirsteth for God. You can finish it for me. The living God. When shall I come and appear before God? Psalm 63 and 1. The Psalm of David, when he was in the wilderness, he said, early will I seek thee. My soul thirsteth for thee. My flesh longeth for thee in a dry and thirsty land where there's no water. Thirst. 
There's only one thing, Brother Bram said in the message, thirst. Listening real close now. Wind down. There's only one thing that can satisfy that person. And now everybody listening. I'll go slowly now. Message thirst. There's only one thing that can satisfy. Let me, let me just say something to you, and I, and I don't, and I, I think I mentioned it the other night. Everybody has been inundated by the fact he's a famous person because of what he was a basketball player, Kobe Bryant. Today, he's in another realm. My son Sam is 40, going to be 41. He was 41 years old. He had hundreds of millions of dollars. Corporation after corporation. He achieves what every man in business in the secular realm thirsts for. But you know, that day he was in church that morning. He was in a church. You say, what kind of church was it? It was a Catholic church. He sat in the back of a Catholic church. Joanna just mentioned it to me. And I said, you know, honey? I said, Brother Bram said in the Catholic church, he said, whether it be any church. If they don't put their trust in the church, but they put their trust in Jesus Christ. Now, did he have a life that I would admire? No. He had his ups. He had his downs. He had his wrongs. He lived in adultery. He got that all fixed up. He asked his wife for forgiveness. They made it right within the family. It's all, all through the papers. I'm just giving you the highlights. But what does his $500 million do for him this morning? Brother Bram said, when we get there, you'll be surprised who's there. Yeah, you'll be surprised. The people you think will be there won't be there. And the people you never thought would be there will be there. That is an incredible thought. I can remember when Larry Bird, he was another famous basketball player. This is 1982. When I, I was still work, uh, in business with Brother Ken. And I, I, I read the paper and, 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 and I read that uh, sports section of, of uh, Larry Bird. And many of you probably don't even know who, who he is. He was a famous basketball player. And the big write-up was, he took the basketball, went into his locker room... He took that basketball and he threw it as hard as he could at the locker doors. And that ball, and the reporter is reporting it. He says it's bouncing all over the room. He just smashing the, the lockers with his basketball. And they said, well, why on earth would you be doing that? You know why, Sister Susie? You know why he said that? You know what he said? He said, is that all there is to life? Is this ball? There is a thirst. Everybody has a thirst. Brother Bram said, they will not go to heaven and say they didn't thirst. But Satan filled it with other thirsts. But when Messiah comes by your way, to the seed, he is the one that satisfies your thirst. Can you say amen? What you desired all your life.
life is here this morning. It's here to meet your need, Brother Titus. He's here to deliver your daughter. He is here. Hallelujah. Brother Raymond just gave me a testimony. He came up for prayer a few weeks. We're praying for a sister who totally went insane. She went and gone. She was lost. They, they couldn't even find her. He came up for prayer right here, right, Brother Raymond. We prayed together. And they just baptized her in the name of the Lord Jesus. Lost. Couldn't find her. Out of her mind. But we sent the token after her. I want to ask you, does it work? I want you to say, yes, it does. Am I blessed? Yes, I am. Hallelujah. We're not talking about something of a pipe dream. We're talking about something that's real right now. Amen. My soul longeth after thee. My flesh longeth for thee. The living God. I don't want your theology. I want Him. Brother Ram said, the only thing that will satisfy you is the person. As Brother Andes was alluding to on Wednesday night. It is the person of Jesus Christ. The person of Christ is your satisfying portion. That's the God Daniel that you go to work. That lives in you. The person of Jesus Christ. There's only one thing that can satisfy it. In the message search 1965 is that person Jesus Christ. As the heart panteth for the water brook, so panteth my soul after thee, O God. My soul thirsts for the living God. The living God. The living Word. Jesus, who lives in me. There's something in you. Now, now he's speaking to you. There's something in you wanting to see the moving of God in your soul. Is that right? That's what he's saying. There's something in you that's longing for God. To be moving in your own soul because you thirst for it. Jonathan, you thirst for it. Jesus, make yourself real to me this morning. Jesus, don't be just Brother Tom excited on a platform or the brother saying amen. But Jesus, speak to me. Move in me. Levi, things that plague you can be delivered in a moment. How many found it so, Larry? 
things that bothered our minds, plagued our minds. We went to the Lord Jesus, the living word. We denied him. And we said, Lord, take my thoughts. Take my heart. Take my desire. The hounds of hell are after you this morning. He said, that's why the heart panteth after that water brook. Because he realized that when that hounds of hell come chasing after you, you better know where to run. You better know where the water is. You better know who Jesus Christ is. You better know where to find him. On your knees. Oh Lord Jesus help me. He said listen saints of God. I don't care where you are in your experience. I don't care where you are. Say, well, Brother Tom, you've been enthusiastic and, and demonstrative. But I pray that the word itself will see through all that. And you have a thirst this morning for more of God. More of you. That's what I'm, I'm so, so, so desiring that the Holy Spirit come to your view or you can say, Sister Charity, more of you. More of you, Lord. I don't want theology. What's theology going to do to you? Just give you some learning. You can learn that at university. But I want a heartfelt, a soul felt religion that's alive. I don't care where you are, Brother Bram said. I don't care where you are. He will take you back. If you've filled your thirst with other things in this life, I don't care where you are. I don't care. I don't care if some stupid, uh, what do they call it, video game consumed your life. That means you're thirsting. That means you're thirsting. Uh huh. If you're caught up with sports, that means you're thirsting. But you're filling it with something other than Jesus. And Brother Bram said, as I said last week, how dare you fill that thirst with something else? But he says, I don't care where you are this morning. I don't care where you are. He said, he will take you back. He will create in you a thirst again. Amen. Say, so, oh, brother Tom, I, I just want that thirst to start welling up within me again. I needed it. I've been just occupying my time with other things and I just want to push them aside and I want to sing like you sang more of you, Lord. So caught up. Of things that don't matter. He said he'll create that thirst in you. You just can't go any farther. Without finding the water brook. I want to tell you the water's been coming out this morning. I'm telling you the water's been coming out this morning. I don't care where you filled your thirst. He'll take you back. He'll take you back. 
Say, Lord, create a thirst in me, Lord. Create it in me. Create in me a clean heart. Not just church. Oh, just a second. You'll be in your car in 15 minutes and you'll forget all about what I just said right now. But let's just dig down right now in a moment time, in a moment right now. He'll take you back. Whatever you've been filling your thirst with, he'll take you back. He'll give you my, he'll give you a thirst. Then you'll never thirst for those things no more. He'll take you back. He says, why? Why? He says, are you wounded? Because the hounds of hell have been at your feet. Taking pieces of meat out of your life. All that devil wants to do is tear you down. He doesn't want you to get to the fountain of living water. He wants you to stop. Brother Bram said, if that heart, if that deer could only get to water. Once he gets the water, he said, he'll live. But the hounds of hell are after him. And he said, the hounds are after you this morning. He said, the dogs. Listen to me. But listen closely. We're closing. I've been saying that for five minutes. Ten minutes, maybe. The dogs of popularity. Are eating at your flanks. You can be popular. Join one. Play in our basketball team. You can be popular alright. But popularity. You could just find out. Where all these. Popular stars are today. Brother Bram said. If God would open hell to you right now. We'd have, we wouldn't even need an altar call. He said. He just opened it for one minute. And you heard them screaming. One more chance. Give me one more chance. He said, you'll thirst after a living God. Because the dogs of popularity are trying to eat at your flanks and stop you from coming to Christ. And us adults can just nod our heads and say amen. But it's true. It's true. Those dogs of hell are trying to get... Was she her cousin? Zoe, was that your cousin? Yeah, your cousin. Dogs of hell were destroying her mind. Trying to eat her. Lost. They couldn't find her. But I know one that did. I know one that did. And I'm telling you, that one is here this morning. He's one right now. You might be running and the hounds of hell are after you. But I want you to deny those dogs. And that I'm coming to the fountain. I'm coming to Jesus Christ. Fountain of living water. It'll give you a bounce in your step. A joy in your soul. Can you imagine how many dogs there are that are trying to eat at your flanks? Brother Bram goes to the dogs of popularity, call them the hounds of hell that are at your heels, biting at you, stopping you, saying, no, 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 no. Other people told me this is not true. This message is not true. You tell those people they're a liar. You better stand up and realize when my mom and dad said, don't you dare go down to that church. I said, at that church are people who know God. I didn't care what mommy said. I didn't care what daddy said. I knew what God was telling me. Amen. 
The dogs of popularity. Oh, those girls, Delilah. They're after you boys. They're flirting their little eyes in the office. They'll ask you, hey, it used to be the good old days when the guys asked the girls out. Now it's in this day, girls are asking guys out. But I want you to remember, believer sons, those are Delilah's. Brother Bram said, don't you dare ever marry an unbeliever. Don't you entertain going out with an unbeliever. We need to preach probably some more family time messages. You don't hang around them. You have nothing to do with them. You got the hounds. The dogs of popularity. How about the dogs of doubt that are here right now? I'm ready to take my shotgun right now. My two-barreled Old Testament, New Testament. Cock it with the power of God and shoot that dog of doubt. Oh, I don't know whether it's true or not. These people say it isn't. These people say it isn't. I'll tell you one thing. If it's not true, don't believe it. But if it's the truth, I want you to look at your life. Are you living more godly or less godly? Your parents drinking? Whoa. Listen, folks. This is serious. I grew up in a drinking family. Cocktail parties. Socialites. The upper crust, they say. The golf people. But something in me hated it. Hated it. Matthias, you can look right at me. Because I hated it. I hated the very stench of it. There had to be a God somewhere. I was your age. And I was looking at a Baptist church in North Vancouver. I was your age when I was looking at Zen Buddhism. Harry Krishna. I was looking for what? The living God. And when I saw it living in a people. That's what I said. That's the God I want. How many can say they found the living God? The hounds of hell. We're after you. We're not playing church no more. We're not playing. We're playing with life and death. People say, listen, they were going to an innocent basketball game. Going to a 13-year-old basketball game. Didn't think about that when they got up that morning, did they? So I'm just going to go back to home this afternoon. How do we know you get home? Brother Bram said, how do we know that the ones that used to be here this today won't be here next week? We're not promised of the next moment. And people just take life so glimly. But when you thirst after this and long for it, give me Jesus. Just give me Jesus. I'm coming after your lost sons and daughters right now. I better have some grandparents that are standing behind me. I better have some parents standing behind me. We're going after the lost ones. Saints, unless they're born again, coming to Bible way does not get you to heaven. They must have their own personal experience with Jesus Christ. You must be born again. Because, oh, I don't know whether the message is right or the message isn't right. After 20 years, you're a mixed up, messed up young man. 
We've seen God heal from this side of the church to that side of the church. We have seen lives transformed by the power of God. And you got a question? It's a dog of doubt. And I'm going to shoot him this morning. Doubt! Get out of here! Yeah. Yeah. Hey, I might die tomorrow. I don't have a promise. I hope there's other preachers that will preach like this. I hope there'll be people that are concerned for souls. Without the salvation of Jesus Christ. I'm sorry friends. You can learn this Bible from cover to cover. You can quote it from scripture to scripture. You can put this in and that out. But if you don't know him. You know nothing. You think I like preaching like this. I like preaching my first half of this message. I enjoy that a lot. This part I don't like. Because I know how hard we're fighting for your soul. First part's easy because I'm preaching to believers. Now I'm preaching to unbelievers right now. Dogs. I'm called the hounds of hell. In the message thirst, 1965. We're not talking about in 57, 56, 50. So pre-seals after seal. I'm talking about the word. But I know one thing. If you've got a thirst, may the Christ Jesus that I've met and the one that is here right now awaken your little heart that you can say, that's the Lord Jesus I want. I don't need a God of my mind. I need the God of the living. I thirsted after thee, the living God. Well, what are you talking about, Tom? Listen. Listen. I don't know when you're going to get married. But you might be like me. Impotent. Maybe you can't have children. I'm giving you my life today and I don't know why. Wife come back and say she can't have children. My daddy despised what I believed. My dad was everything to me. I didn't I don't know what relationships you've ever had with your dads. I don't know about it, but I know what I had. I had a dad that loved his boys. But my love for Christ so surpassed that. It so surpassed that thing. And so this God, this God, that you got to know Nathan, you have to know him. Come home, you can't, and then the doctor says, both of you, sorry. Between two of you, you can't ever have children. You don't want to hear that. You don't ever want to hear that. I know one day I came home from work. Joanne was in the kitchen. Had a little rocking chair and I had a tape recorder going. I just turned on the tape while she was getting it ready. I didn't worry about it. I said, honey, don't worry. Don't worry. 
got God. It's in his time. Life is in his hands. That's a nonchalant believer. Really, it's nonchalant. And so she was more under it than I was. And then I got sitting in the chair and I listened. Brother Bram said, if you ever were a son of God, you were always in his mind. This is 1977, honey, when we got, we're up at Brooksford. I started to think, do I have a son in my mind? Do I have a son in my mind? If, if I was ever in God's mind, I was always going to be a son. But do I have a son in my mind? I thirsted after the, the living God. Not a dead God. Message. God. I hate that. People sort of taint it like that. The message should be something, meaning something spectacular. But now it's become a common word. It's the message of God. It's life. I said, Lord, do I have a son in my mind? Yes, I have a son. And then I got a little bit more earnest. And then there was a man called Sidney Jackson. Brother Branham hunted with in South Africa. And he just happened to be in prayer. And the Holy Spirit would use his gift and speak through him. Brother Biscoll's daughter, problems, conceiving. Think about it. So, I think he was in West Africa at the time. In meetings. Sent Brother Biscoll a letter with a prayer cloth that Brother Branham prayed over in the early 50s. When he was there. Sent it to me. Nobody in this whole wide world, no devil, ever going to tell me I don't have a living God. Who told that man? I don't know, Brother Aiden, how many thousands of miles that is away. But God doesn't know space, no time, no nothing. He said, Brother Biscoe, daughter, problems conceiving. Brother Biscoe calls us up. We take the cloth. Joanne puts it on. And within that week, we're expecting Samuel. And we enjoy him as a deacon. We enjoy him. I enjoy him as a son. I enjoy him. As I do all my boys. That's the kind of God you boys need to know, you young men. I'm sorry. Sitting in the church is fine. And I'm happy you're here. It blesses me to see you. But I don't want you come to learn about this Jesus. I want you to have that seat of representation. That there's something in you. That when Messiah comes, who are you? I'm Messiah. And she dropped her water pot and changed her way of life. Musicians, please come. I could go on. I can name every kind of dog you want. Yeah, you got scholastic dogs after you. Promise of doctorates and you can be something. I don't want to be anything but a son of God. You put son of God before your scholastics. You put son of God before your business. You put son of God. Listen, if you have a business and you're compromising your position, you've got things that is in your company that's wrong. God can't bless that and will not bless that. 
I'm sorry. I'm sorry, saints. Listen, word is word. True is true. Black is black. White is white. There's no gray area in the word. The word is the word is the word. Stay with the word. People say, I'm a Christian. and We're all Christians. Christian. Just for just the elementary mind. Christian. Christian. You know what Christian means? Mike, do you know what Christian means? Christ-like. So you got a million Christians out there. But they will golf on Sundays. Stay home for the Super Bowl. They will do drink, smoke, do whatever they want. And they call themselves Christians. That's a lie. That is a hound, lying hound. Christ, are you listening to me people? Christian is Christ-like. Just because you go to the Methodist church doesn't mean you're a Christian. Catholic Christian. I don't want a name. Oh, because I go the Bible way, I'm going to go to heaven. Young people, you've never heard Brother Tom preach that. You've never heard Brother Bisco preach that. And I know you've never heard these brothers preach that. You must thirst after a living God. More of you, Brother Ryan, more of you. You know what? One soul came here last Sunday, gave his heart to Christ. And to me, that was worth everything. Preached two messages on the same little subject. If you have not given your life to Jesus Christ as your own personal Savior, and you have not thirsted after the living Lord Jesus Christ this morning, and you know you need more of Him, Brother Bram said, He'll welcome you back. Maybe you've gone out and you've thirsted after other things. But I want you to have the same testimony of the world they've taken wings. Maybe a little simple message. But I'm talking about eternal life. So if there's somebody here, I'm not even going to ask you to bow your head. Somebody here that says, I, I, I want to thirst after this God. And he's come by your well today. Who are you that came over this pulpit? Who are you? You've been thirsting after other things and not after eternal life. And you want to stand to your feet in front of the people. I want you to stand right now. Got one. God bless you, Dave, too. I do not care where. 
you have filled your thirst with, but he'll welcome you back. Two more. There's another one, Ben. God bless you. They said, I know you filled your thirst with other things, don't you? They said, oh, the Holy Spirit is just beckoning you. Just beckoning you. I'm not going to pull on you. Just beckoning you. Have you filled it with other things? Give you this opportunity. Oh, more of you. Just lift up your hands if you stood. Just lift up your hands. Just more of you. God, would you get a hold of some of these daddy's hearts? Oh, Holy Spirit. Can you be honest? Let's not be honest in heart.
Father. I, I don't believe from one, from the front to the back, there's not one of us that wants more. That doesn't want more. We just want more. Lord, would you show us more of your word? More of your life? More of your love, Lord? Lord, we've prayed for these young men. We have prayed, God, raise up young men for the glory of God. Create such a thirst and a longing of souls. Can't wait to get home. Can't wait to get to the room. Can't wait to get down on my knees. Can't wait to meet with Jesus. Some of us, it's just a memory of years gone by. But Lord, that memory can become tangible and real right now. Not years gone by, but of the present. That same one, that same Jesus can come walking in their prayer closet tomorrow or tonight or whatever day, whatever moment that would be. Meet the longing. Meet the thirsting. For the living God. Lord, so much more could have been said and so many I fail so many times of getting to where I want to go. <laughs> that little woman at the well had Messiah come by her way and Brother Branham comes right around and says, we've got Messiah now. And that same one that came walking to her well came walking to my well. No more thirsting of the things, Lord, of the world. They surely will continue to take wings. Would you focus our hearts, focus our thoughts and our minds to you. As these wicked days approach, the time is at hand. The hour is far spent. Cause the people, Lord, to draw closer to you. Would you bless this assembly from the elders to the youngest? May this atmosphere, Lord, go with them. And may the presence of God renew them. Awaken. If there is not a thirst, awaken it, I pray. And ask it in Jesus' name. In Jesus' name, bless your people. In Jesus' name, all I want to see is Jesus. All I want is that your prayer? Is that your prayer this morning? Is
much before we go. I know we pray. But if you've got somebody on your heart right now, just as we did with Brother Raymond, and we sent the Holy Spirit after a, a woman gone insane, as they would say, lost in the jungle, can turn her around and bring her back to the waters of baptism. I believe that same God that went after that young lady is the same God that can go after your loved one. I say, Lord, let's send the Holy Ghost together. How many agree with me? How many want to raise your hand? Maybe you got somebody on your own heart. Why don't we agree together? In the name of Jesus Christ, that same God that went after that young lady that turned her around, turned my family around, turned my children around. Why don't you pray? Pray for my husband. Pray for my wife. Pray for my backslidden daughter, my backslidden son, my backslidden brother. Oh, Jesus. Heavenly Father, one more time. Before we leave this house of prayer. Lord, the church of the living God are agreeing together. As we've given this testimony. It's not something 20 years ago. Just a couple of weeks ago. We prayed together and you turned that young lady around. Turn our family around. Turn them around, Lord Jesus. Brother John Alvin says, I see them in the pew. I see them in the pew. Let us vision them sitting beside us. Let's claim them in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ. So, Father, as we agree together and we have believed together, we're asking for their souls. As your prophet said, I don't care where your thirst took you. May there be an awakening of another thirst for the fountain of living water. We send the Holy Spirit after these souls, Lord. Answer quickly, Father. I don't care if it's Josh Ford. I don't care who it is. I don't care who that young man is or who the young lady is. We send the Holy Spirit. We send the token after them, Lord. Oh, God, you're a living God this morning. We're expecting phone calls. We're expecting them here in the church of God. Lord, we don't have the time to wait around. Let the Holy Ghost so baptize this church, Lord, that we can call for the resurrection, that we can call for the coming of the Lord Jesus Christ. Come, Lord Jesus, come. Maybe a little unusual ending to a service, Lord, but it doesn't matter to me. Not just to clap your hands and sing a song. It's a good way to end the church service in prayer. Maybe it's Violet's husband, David, Lord. You saved him a flesh-eating disease. I prayed for him this week. Satan, turn him loose.
I don't care if it's Deborah. I don't care whether it's their sons. I don't care who it is, Lord. Save your children. We have been called blessed this morning. We don't have a care. We don't have a worry. We don't have an anxiety. We've cast it on you once and for all. Bless your people. Let them go with a confidence this morning. A blessed confidence. I have what I've asked for in the name of Jesus Christ. I claim it. I receive it. And I rejoice in it. For the glory of God. Amen. And the church of God said, Amen. How often you heard your prophet say, Just go rejoicing. Why don't you just go rejoicing now this morning? Go rejoicing. Hallelujah. Glory. No anxiety. No worries. Once and for all, it's over. I believe for them. I accept them. Here I stand. Here I stand. Be like Luther. Here I stand. I'll believe no other. This is what I stand on. My Jesus, a living God. Hallelujah. Oh God. What, what, what a great day that's going to be. Just think of that. Just one day, one day a sweep will come in this church maybe. Just think, Michael. All of a sudden we get a tap on the shoulder. All of a sudden I see all that hair back. I'll tell you what. You'll see me leap over this pulpit and rejoice. The resurrection's on. Resurrection's on. I want to say to you right now, the resurrection is on. Sure it is. The Lord himself shall descend with a shout with the voice of the archangel and the trump of God. He does all three as he descends. Come on, saints. We're in the rapture right now. We're getting rapture ready. This is rapture ready time. Do you love them? I trust you've enjoyed to be in the presence of the Lord Jesus Christ. Amen. The service get better and better and better and better. That we go with the promise of God tucked within our souls. Go with a victory in our step. God said it. I believe it. Amen. God bless you. Shake one another's hand. We have a service tonight at 5 o'clock, Brother John. It's only a continuation. It's only continued from Wednesday night, Brother Andy. It's just a continuation until one day we'll get carried away. God bless you all. You're dismissed in Jesus' name. 5 o'clock tonight, service. God bless you all.